Welcome everyone to another episode of Ask Charlie. I'm your host, Charlie Brister, and tonight we've got a very special guest, Shay, all the way from far northern New South Wales. So welcome, Shay. Hi, everybody. How are you this evening? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Just hopped off my last horse for the day. I'm trying not to count how many I've ridden, but it's uh, it's it's I lost. I don't have enough fingers and toes for all of them. Let's just say that. Now, you do a bit of work for our sponsor and producer, the Equestrian Hub. Just maybe give the listeners a little rundown of what work you do that helps uh, basically put this podcast out on the airwaves. Sure. Um, so I am the manager of the Saddle Hub. Um, so the Saddle Hub is where we rehome pre-loved saddles. Um, all saddles come out with a two-week trial. Uh, we sell them on consignment for sellers. Um, yeah, so I manage all that, all the inquiries. Um, yeah, and help sell everyone with saddles. And there's pretty much, do you have a specific type of saddle that you sell or do you sell all types of saddles? Um, all types, mainly, majority of them are dressage and jump, but we do sell the occasional stock saddle, um, you know, endurance saddles and everything like that. But yeah, mainly dressage and jumping. So you can pretty much cater to everyone there. And that's uh, thesaddlehub.com.au. Would that be right? If anyone needs to go and check out the range of saddles? Yeah, or if you just head to equestrianhub.com.au and then you can go on to the Saddle Hub from the homepage. Perfect. And so tell us about the saddles. What sort of saddles are you riding in at the moment? Uh, I currently ride in a Kiefer Sydney dressage saddle, mm-hmm. um, a warm blood. Um, yeah, but I've used a range of saddles, but this by far would be my favourite and it fits him really well. Yeah, those Kiefer's are pretty good. I think I had the, the Munich for a little for quite a quite a number of years and it lasted uh, lasted really well. Had no complaints at all with that. I don't know. I don't, just never got another one uh, because that lasted so well. I was able to keep it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, they're lovely saddles. And so tell us about uh, the horse that you've got that you're riding at the moment doing dressage on. Okay, so his name is Bravo M. His stable name is Spud. He's a Dutch warm blood. He's 13 years old. Um, I've had him for about two years. And basically I've started competing in at prelim novice and we've worked our way up. Just started competing uh, medium. Um, yeah, but we're having a little bit of an issue with the flying changes at the moment. Ah, so uh, the good old flying changes, is it any direction in particular or do you find it's difficult both ways? Um, I do find he is better changing from left lead to right lead. Um, right lead to left, he has a little, like, he has issues both ways, but definitely worse from right to left. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, the Clyde cross that my aunt and I trained up to into AB. He's always been harder on that right to left change as yeah. well, yeah. and he took. He's about eighteen or eighteen now, and he was about nine or I think maybe eleven before he could consistently do good changes, and then. Now, then by about 15, he could do tempi changes and now he's 
18 and doing one-time changes. So certainly one of those uh, skills that you don't have to have at a very young age necessarily. So there's always there's always hope with with some good training. Yep. That's and point. have you found any um, when you ask for them and you don't get it? Do you find that uh, is it a he? Sorry. Yes, gelding. Yeah. He, do you find he gets a bit behind the leg, or then, or gets a bit quicker in the change? Uh, he definitely gets a little quicker. He'll sort of, he gets a bit upset with himself, and he'll shoot off, you know, and try and take off a little. It takes me yeah. tries to get in back and collect it again. And in general, would you find he has a pretty good go button? Yes, he's got a very good go button. He's quite yeah. a sensitive, yeah, sensitive horse to ride. Um, very much from your seat, um, not yeah. a lot of leg. Yeah. Yeah, that um, that can definitely, you know, make your job a little harder. You've got to be a lot more uh, subtle with your aids. But then also yeah. with those ones that are a bit more sensitive, if you if you're almost if you're too subtle with your leg, if you if you sometimes really good riders can be really subtle, like you're saying, you know, you're you're quite balanced. Um, they can actually keep them sensitive. Sometimes you almost have to overuse your leg a little bit so they're not too reactive. Yeah. Whereas with a duller horse, I'd try and not use any leg, and then so it's a bit more reactive. And making sure that yeah, that you're not overemphasizing that go button, especially off the off the right leg. I'd really be working on uh, the leg yield off the right leg, and yep. so. That you're not that he doesn't get quicker at all when you do that leg yield. Do you find there's any change in speed when you are doing lateral work? Um, if anything, he may slow a little. Um, mm. Yeah, like he, the work that he finds a little harder, he'll slow and sometimes get a bit on the fore forehand. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely getting stronger with it, but yeah. And the other thing is. You know, make really making sure you're setting up um, the the shoulders. So let's say we're going right to left. You know, you'd really want to make sure you just get that neck straight and get even the tiniest bit of left flexion. So you're getting the shoulders, a bit of the weight onto that right shoulder. Um, and then that's when obviously then you can ask for the change. And that's where having that having him moving off that right leg laterally really well without thinking forward is important but then generally what would you do if he does get get the change muddled up and he rushes off what would you normally do uh, i try not to make a big deal out of it because he does get quite upset with himself um mm. i generally either just push him forward and let him figure it out or i'll bring him back to a trot and then ask for the cantilead um yep. yeah but i just try not to make it a stressful situation for him because yeah. I feel that what's happened to him in the past. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah I think definitely um, if they rush, if they rush off, you want to go. Okay, well, we've stuffed the change up now. The new problem is is rushing. So yeah, definitely going to that downward transition, and then you know it's you'd have to feel it out whether you then pick up the correct canter that you wanted, or you go back to the counter canter and then ask again. Um, yeah. And just really working that adjustability in the counter canner that you can sort of go collect the canner a little, then go working canner, and then also um, in the counter canner, 
at asking for a bit of shoulder in to the right. So you're just really just playing around with those shoulders, yep. not pushing the hind legs around too much. You don't want to get them too overbent one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also leg yield in the canter. So let's say you're in right canter, you come, you turn up the centre line, and then you leg yield off the left leg to the right hand side of the arena. So that would be, I should know my letters. Um, <laughs> so, but it's basically leg yielding into that counter canter, yep. as opposed to always going straight across the diagonal. Mm-hmm. And then leg, let's say you go to the quarter line, then leg yield back to the center line. And then eventually you want to be able to, you know, change the direction of that leg yield a couple of times. Um, and then once that's consistent, changing the speed so you've really got that control of the speed when you're doing the lateral movements whether he wants to slow down like he normally does or he wants to speed up when you stuff the change Um, Mm -hmm. but I would uh, play around more with that and then asking for the change like you said asking for it quite subtly yep so that you're not accidentally putting too much go and if he doesn't get the change back to trot and then use the leg aids for the left canter like you applied them in the change and get the left canter, give him a mm-hmm. scratch, yeah, a relax, and then repeat it again and ask really subtly for the change. I wouldn't be, if they were a bit of a duller horse, I'd be kicking them a bit harder for the change. Yeah. Um, but with him, I'd almost say, please change. If you don't get it, all right, back to trot. That's this leg aid means left canner and go into canner from the walk. Yeah. So I would keep repeating that rather than emphasising getting the change straight away. Yeah. And are are there any other um, things you find difficult with him at the, uh, you know, the trot or the canner? Um, Well, I do find back to the changes again, coming into them, he almost anticipates it coming and he'll, sometimes change before I've even kind of set him up and asked him for it. He's the sort of horse that thinks ahead and is always trying to take over, if you know what I mean. Like he thinks he knows the tests and what's coming next. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering if there's any anything that I can do to sort of, you know, change his thinking when I'm coming, you know, say across the diagonal and I'm about to ask for a change. He just sort of goes, oh, we change here and then off he goes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hard one. They, you know, we want them to listen to us and learn, you know, patterns and because they like consistency. And then the problem is sometimes when we're too consistent, for example, changing in the one spot, uh, then they anticipate the wrong, you know, too early. So we want them to anticipate a little bit to give them that motivation to listen to our aids. But yeah, we definitely, if you consistently do the changes out of a certain movement. Like if you, let's say if you always come across the diagonal or you always do it in the one spot, um, they might change. So I would do it on the long, ask for it on the long side, on the center, you know, center line is going to be very hard. Um, But let's say you go your right canter. So you want to change right to left. I would stay in right canter, right counter canter around the outside of the arena and I would go forward and back in the can of forward and back and then just playing around with the bend just very subtly and just keep doing that until 
he's not anticipating at all and then ask. But if, you know, if you always do it across the diagonal and you feel that anticipation, I would definitely over-exaggerate bending the body in with the right canner. So I'd put the left leg back and keep the right leg forward so he really knows he's got to stay in right canner. Or yes. if you find he's anticipating still, I would just come back to trot, slow the pace down a little, pop back into canter and make it more clear to him that you want to stay in right canter. So not going into counter canter or you've really got to, if, does you find there's a particular uh, movement or the way that when you come into the change he anticipates? Um, I would say, like say if we're half pass in canter, the moment you start to straighten him up and then, you know, about to ask for the change, he'll sort of, that's when he takes over and hmm. he'll do the change with that. And then when he does it that way, he usually is late behind or something and yep. gets very deliberate with the change and we're flying through the air. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, that'd do it. Yeah. They, uh, they're certainly testing. Um, yeah. yeah, I would, I would, so do that, like, so how you've been doing it, but then try and figure out the point where he's about to get and about to anticipate it and back off just before that point. So if you know yeah. it's always when you come out of that half pass, you straighten him up, come out of the, go to come out of the half pass and straighten him up and then mm -hmm. get that right flexion again and keep the right flexion for a little bit longer. Yep. So you go to and then straighten him again. And if he gets it, get that right flexion and really exaggerate that you want to stay in right canter. And yeah. then that might be all you do. You might just do that for a week or two and not ask for any changes because, yeah, that, that anticipation in the change can be really tricky if they just pop over in front. And then you yeah. want to – then when he's straightening up, then I would get the, a little bit of left flexion to pop the shoulders to the right onto that outside or the new outside shoulder. And when he can consistently do that without anticipating, then you're putting the hindquarters in a better position or the shoulders and the hindquarters in a better position to pick up left canner. Yeah. Because you want that weight onto the new outside shoulder so there's room for the hindquarters to come through. If his weight's on the left shoulder that's when he's going to flick over in front because he's already got his weight leaning to the left. So really making sure you're moving those shoulders over to the right. But, um, yep. and the other thing is, you know, then we're our own worst enemy. We start to think, Oh, they're going to anticipate. And then subconsciously we tighten up. I know I used to get, I used to get cramps in my dressage tests because I would, and I'd go, God, I'm not drinking enough. You know, I'd blame the heat. I'd blame the horse. Um, you know, I, I didn't blame the judges. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, I thought, fucking, excuse, excuse my French, um, I am, I'm uh, riding more horses and in more heat on a daily basis. The only thing that's changing right now is my, mental state of mind and even though I wasn't um, nervous about dressage I was definitely I think that you know me really wanting to do a good job and obviously wanting to get a good score that made me tighten up through my in my head and then eventually that passed down through my whole body so 
there's always yeah. that little bit of um, us passing that anticipation on when even when we don't think about it. So uh, that's something to think about. Yeah, definitely. About you when you when you're coming into out of that half pass and you're going to straighten him up instead of thinking, oh, I hope he doesn't anticipate really going, well, he's going to do, he's going to stay in this beautiful counter canter. And then eventually, you know, when you do us to the change, go, he's, you know, really having a positive mindset. And he's just going to do such a good change today. And I find um, just talking, talking to my, I talk out loud to myself like that when I'm working through those problems because yep. uh, I find then I get a little, I don't get as stuck in my own head by all the mistakes that are happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everyone, you know, people might think you're crazy if they see you, if they hear you blabbering <laughs> away while you're riding around. But honestly, we're all we're all weird in our own uh, unique way. So, what does it matter? <laughs> exactly, we're all a little bit crazy. But, but I think the main thing is that, yeah, when you're having a problem with the changes, it all comes back to either, a, you know, a problem with your stop button, your go button or your sideways button, you know. Yeah. So each time you have a problem, take a deep breath. Like you said, you've been doing not not punishing him for making a mistake, mm. but thinking about, okay, which of those buttons failed that time? And yeah. was I was I applying the aids in the right way? Was I waiting for him to be have his body set up? And then was he understanding the question? So really it all comes back to how we're writing them um, and the information we give them. It's, um, the changes are a hard one. But like I said, that uh, Timmy Almighty... Uh, the Clyde across a, a road. He he can't. He's 18 and doing one-time changes. He still can't do a flying change in the paddock. Um, so uh, it sort of gave me hope after having trained him that yeah. that you can you can get there if you're patient. Uh, gives me <laughs> gives me great hope. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on tonight, Shay, and I hope uh, that you make some progress with your horse. I hope to see some video footage of clean changes soon no pressure yes. and um and definitely like we talked about anyone looking for saddles you've got to go and check out uh, the saddle hub and also of course go there through the equestrianhub.com.au they're the main sponsors of the right rain podcast and ask charlie and they do do a fantastic job not only of uh selling your saddle but also so finding saddles for you and it is Christmas time and yep. I'm looking for some new saddles, people. So anyone out there want to get me a saddle, you know where to look. Thank you yep. very much. Thank you, Charlie.